Good morning and welcome along to the Home Show on this New Year's Eve special. Coming up today, King of Kish, Gary Cohen is in studio to talk to me about the weird and wonderful furniture to brighten up your interiors. We have Anne Tui on that Mediterranean feel and getting a bit of sunshine into your home. And Ali Ryan will be here to talk all about decluttering your wardrobe and making some money on the side by selling what you have in it. If you'd like to get in touch with us today, well, you can, of course, text us at 53106 for 30 cents. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and you'll find me over on Instagram at Sinead Ryan 100. And you're very welcome along. And you're very welcome along to the very last home show of 2022. I hope you had an absolutely fantastic Christmas and a wonderful week and you ate all the treats and you got some lovely gifts and are looking forward to starting the new year with all of the vim and vigour of, well, last year. We'll be kicking off today with some interiors fun featuring rapper ASAP Rocky of all things. You heard a burst from there as we came into the show. Believe me, I'm as clueless as you are uh, but looking forward to that. Uh, We have Splash in the Mediterranean and practical tips for a wardrobe declutter and the chance to make some money from it. So do stay tuned for the next hour for all of that. Now I've only made one New Year's resolution and that's to relax a bit more. It's far too stressful giving up things and trying to make yourself into a better self and constantly telling ourselves we're not quite good enough yet. I've done it over the years. You know, you do try and make these resolutions and plan for a new year that's ahead and I've promised everything from starting new hobbies, more exercise, cutting back on work, do more travel, go more places, gardening, cooking, even giving up smoking. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've never smoked, so it seems like an easy win. Uh, But I I even fail along the way every single time. Uh, So carving out me time is my uh, news resolution for next year. Uh, And it always seems like, uh, you know, it's more of an aspiration uh, rather than a goal. But forget all that, because good enough is good enough for me and I think for all of us after the few tough years we've all had. But I'd love to hear what you have planned for 2023. What will you be doing differently from tomorrow? How will the new you emerge? If you have any unusual resolutions or things out of the ordinary, well, give us a shout on 53106 for 30 cent and let me know what they are or email me on the home show at newstalk.com. You're very welcome along on this New Year's Eve special. Now, do you ever feel that sometimes your furniture is a little bit bland? Are you over the whole Scandi minimalism? Well, there are a number of homeware designers who are pushing the boat out when it comes to colourful kitsch furniture. And joining me now to chat about this uh, is Gary Cohn, Design Director at Cohn Design. And it has to be said, the king of kitsch. <laughs> Gary, you're very welcome. Hi, Sinead. How are you? How are you? Now, I have to say, I had a look at some of these items, right? I'm not quite over them yet. Some of them. Oh, come on, Sinead. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I, I probably am not avant-garde enough for this item. But you are and you have selected some pieces which uh, designers are really, really making a statement with. Um, Gary, now let's start with this first one here. I'm not entirely sure about this. I don't, I'm not quite sure I'd want this in my sitting room, uh, but I don't even know how to pronounce it. So you tell me, is it Gaetano? It's a, a Gaetano. Gaetano. Okay. okay. Gaetano Pesce is the designer and it's actually okay. the U Up 5-6 chair. 
Okay. okay. Right. So, but people people say call it the Gaetano chair. The Gaetano chair. Okay, so describe it for us. Okay, so basically it's a bit controversial yeah. because what it is is a a figure of a woman that you sit on. Okay? Mm. But if you don't see that you wouldn't know until you actually describe what it is. Oh, well, I can't unsee it now. You're showing yes, me a yes, picture of yes. it. I hadn't seen yes. it. And there have been I some do. protests Boobs about it. Boobs and this. all. Yes, yes. Okay. And that's part of the, um, the Italian radical design movement that happened between around 1966 through the early 80s. Right. Okay. And now, it, on, on the plus side, it looks very comfortable. It is a comfortable chair. So you kind of sink into it. Yes. But it does look a bit... Um, Start, you, you wouldn't be putting your Ikea furniture around that now at all. You wouldn't be doing that, but you can see that the, the chair actually does cause a statement in a room. Oh, for sure. Okay, right. So it, it does look like one of those things that you'd flop into and you could kind of watch your Netflix there for hours. And absolutely, and absolutely. And a, what looks like a ball in front of it. This is the footrest, presumably, but it looks like, I don't know, an enormously giant tennis ball or something. Yes, and that actually fits right inside the chair. Oh, and There's a cool. string that connects it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to roll off. No, it's not. Kitchen. It's not. <laughs> okay. Now, how popular is something like this? Do people, celebrities you work with, do they like a kind of a statement piece like this? This is a statement piece. It is expensive. Okay. So when well, you're buying it, you are buying it for a statement. And the resale value of this is actually amazing. It will not go down in value. Uh, how much? When you buy a statement piece, it will always uh, either retain its value or go up. Like it's, it's a piece of art or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So does it come in different colours? That oh, yes, yes. That kind of uh, purple and white doesn't do it for me. comes in many, many colours. Red, blue, greens, everything that you could think of. And has that been replicated then anywhere on the mass market? I, I remember I, seeing a kind of a basket chair that was a little bit like that. There is always a, a, a knockoff. But yeah. you can always, like you, when you're looking at this one, I know you could see it just looks beautiful. And you know when a knockoff, it's just something about it. You're just like, you know. Not quite the same. It's just like, ah, I missed the boat. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, up next um, is one where I haven't missed the boat and I won't ever be doing it. It's the trash bag sofa. Now, I am not getting a good feeling about this, Gary. <laughs> um, although on the plus side, it's very easy to replicate because I have bin bags and I can just fill them with stuff. Uh, this literally looks like the kind of the refuse section in an apartment <laughs> building. Sorry, am I being very crude there? No, it's, it's what it looks like. It looks like that. But um, so this is by um, Harry Norvay, okay? Um, very new. But when you actually look at how they're making it, it's real leather. Is it? And it's real leather. And it's all, and the stuffing is real put in when you, you know, for the, for the seats. And it's very comfortable. But it just looks like a bunch of trash bags, black, put on the side of the road. And you could just lounge right inside of it. Yeah, it just looks like Monday morning coppers. Yeah, know? yes. But that's that's the that's the idea of the design is that it is representing something else, but actually it is a comfortable piece. You could sit on it. Imagine like a beanbag chair. You could just like fall right into it. And um, yeah, although I'm looking at the picture now there of the designer sitting in it, and I'm wondering how he's going to get up. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> There's no arms. It's just like no. A, like big, big beanbag chairs. Who, Gary, who would have something like this in their house? Now, this is also another statement piece, okay? And this is also your, you, maybe you won't have all of the bags put together. You may have a few of them. But it's actually a fun statement piece. You know, 
put it in the corner and you'd be like, what is a garbage doing there? Oh, it's not garbage. <laughs> okay. And maybe you might have it some, somewhere like a, the lobby of a posh building or something like yes, that. Yes, right? yes. Okay, all right. Uh, and finally, and possibly, uh, thankfully so, uh, because we didn't know we were missing this, uh, rapper ASAP Rocky has become a furniture designer. Uh, is this important news, Gary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, kind of. Okay, how about this? So this chair, the, what he's doing is a, a, a coat hook, a coat, um, coat stand. Okay. In the shape of a cactus. Yes. And the okay. and the coat stand is a cactus by Gufram is a company. Part of that uh, uh that, that Italian movement, okay? And they also this one the original one was done in 1972. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So he's echoed what was previous. He hasn't reinvented the wheel here. No, adding okay. mushrooms, the called a shroom to the to the coat stand. Uh, of course he is. Okay. Yes. And so that is just literally a coat stand in the shape of a cactus and you hang your jackets from the spines of it. That's that's what it is. Yes, right. yes. So he's it's sort of a bit I'm going to be honest, a bit about marketing, but um sometimes you need a celebrity to help things move forward in uh-huh. in anything. So I'm not against it. I'm just letting be real real about what's going on. Yeah, and okay? I presume these things like all all these designer pieces that are endorsed by celebrities probably cost a fortune. They, they do cost a fortune, okay? Again, these are like anything like art or anything. They're an investment mm. and it's not like a cheap piece of furniture you're going to throw away. It will always have a resale value. Okay, because... If nothing else, because of its kitsch appeal and that at a moment in time, it was just really special. A combination, because these things are in museums. Okay. So the, these, these are real um, pieces of art on their own. And so you're buying a, a segment of that. Okay, so that's why it's, it's more than just. Right. Well, that's the Gaetiano Pesce chair, the trash bag sofa. And then the cactus from ASAP Rock. Well, it's, his version is called Shroon. Shroon. Gary Cohn, uh, I, you are just the bee's knees on all of this stuff. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us and bringing them to us uh, on The Home Show. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, still to come on The Home Show. Well, if it's looking a bit cold and wintry out there, well, don't worry. We're going to bring in a burst of sunshine and that Mediterranean feel after the break. And you're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan. If you'd like to get in touch with us this morning, you can do so by texting us at 53106 for 30 cent. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and you'll find me over on Instagram at Sinead Ryan 100. Now, at this time of year, I must say I'm already looking forward to the warmer weather and the prospect of a summer holiday, but it seems so very far away. Well, while we wait on the sun to arrive, maybe we can bring that Mediterranean feel into our homes instead to make us all feel a little bit better in 2023. Now, dialing in from sunnier climes is interior designer Anne Tui also known as the Room Junkie. And she's going to be showing us how to do just that, especially how to take advantage of the light coming in and make the most of the space we have. Anne, you're very welcome back to The Home Show. Well, thank you so much. It's always my joy. Well, Anne, you have uh, returned from sunny climes where you spent a considerable period of time. Where have you been? I've been in Spain, actually. Southern Spain, basking in sunshine, southwest orientations and gloriousness. It's been fabulous. Well, lucky you. Um, it's always nice to get a bit of light. And uh, I know that 
For lots of people in Ireland, of course, light is a big issue because at this time of year, it's very, very dark. And when you're in a room, especially even if it's south facing, it's still very, very dark. And I know you get an awful lot of questions uh, into your seminars and your talks about the aspect of the different rooms. Talk to me a little bit about how we can do the best we can with what we have on, on, on different types of rooms. Well, to be honest, Sinead, I could talk for days about this topic. Even when people are building houses, the most important thing is your aspect. You know, position your house so that at least it faces south or west, particularly in Ireland. And one thing that people are astounded when they ask me, what should they do with a problem north-facing room? The first thing I would say to anybody before they look at a paint chart is you download a compass onto your phone and you find out which rooms are facing north, south, east and west because the impact that that aspect and orientation have on your colours are phenomenal. I could walk into your house and say, oh, Sinead, I love that colour you have in your sitting room. And you say it's thoroughball bench grey. And I go home, don't even buy a tester pot, put it on my bedroom wall. It turns out green. I cry. Your room was south facing. My room was north facing. You're right. I mean, that idea of different colours. I was looking for paint um, during the summer to fill a a large kind of kitchen wall, just a feature wall. And it was utterly different on the card that I had, on the paint pot that I had, on even a different part of the wall, because some of it is in the shadow and some of it is not. So it really can make a big difference, especially, as you say, with the greys. Yes, because all greys, if you think about every grey has either got a lilac base, a green base or a blue base. And some of them have a grayish, half grayish, half beige. It's very easier. But if you put a, a green or a blue-based gray into a north-facing room or even into an east-facing room, you're going to get a blue color. Sometimes if I'm picking a green, I will actually pick a gray with a green undertone rather than picking a green. So you have to be so, so careful. And another thing I would say to people too, no more than you checking out your paint color, get a tester pot or if it's something like color trend where you, you can buy a, a pre-painted sheet, which is fantastic, take that home, check it out in the morning and in the evening, because if it's an east-facing room, you're going to have morning sun, but that room is going to darken naturally over the day. The opposite is true in a west-facing room. You're going to have more light in the evening. That will impact your paint colour as well. So light has a phenomenal effect on our different colours. And there are sort of horses for horses for courses. There are different paints that work best in different facing rooms. Now, the north facing room is probably the darkest one uh, most of the time or the dullest one let's say um, and you are an advocate and I, I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past about not trying to kind of search for the light which isn't there but maybe maybe embrace the darkness and go for a darker colour altogether. Two things you can do in a north facing room you can certainly do that you can embrace dark painter walls and deep dark dramatic colours so that at night time they're going to be sensuous, lovely, comfortable spaces. Now, if you're using that room a lot during the day, you mightn't want to be in a a dark space. So I find that using a neutral with a yellow base is actually a fantastic thing to do. Um, The yellow softens the neutral and it actually warms it up. And and yet, conversely, too much yellow in a south-facing room becomes citrusy and awful. But in a north-facing space, without a doubt, having a neutral with a um, a yellow base is a good thing. Now, how do we uh, find out what the base of the paint is? Would your paint shop know that? They would, but I tell you, if you take some samples home, you'd know very quickly yourself uh, if you look at them, you know, at different stages throughout the day. But I would always say take advice from the experts. 
the people in paint shops are experts. They're mixing paints all the time. They know the theory and the science behind paint, and they will absolutely help you. Um, for anybody, there's three color trend colors that I always use in North Face in space. If anybody, this is a handy fix. Batch loaf is one. Foraging is another one. It's a bit deeper. And Boathouse White is a lovely white with a yellow base, which works beautifully in a north-facing space. And they will work. They're my go-to north-facing paint colours. Okay. Now, when we get to the lovely light-filled south-facing rooms, does it matter what paint we use or are there rules around that as well? To be honest, stay away from the yellows. That's what I will say. Unless you absolutely love yellow and you want very saturated yellows in your space. But a south-facing space is a dream to paint. You know, lighter colours, I often go with lighter colours, believe it or not, um, even whites in a south-facing space because they just enhance that light and space. Um, and one thing that people mightn't know about is that deep saturated colours become even more saturated due to the strength of the light. You might think that the light would lighten them, but they actually seem to become more saturated because of the light. Um, and if, if you're in doubt at all, I would pick a neutral colour with a cooler base because the sunshine is going to dilute that and warm it. And, but you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong with a south-facing space. OK, now the awkward ones may be the east and west because they're getting the sun at different times of the day. So sometimes they're in dark and sometimes they're in light. So how do you manage that balance with colour, Anne? OK, these two, believe it or not, these two are tricky. So the south-facing one's the only one that's easy. Um, in an east-facing room, you're going to have morning sun during the day. So... Think about what you use that room for. You know, is it your kitchen? Is it your bedroom? Because the colour will appear lighter in the morning and then it will naturally darken as the day goes by. So if you use this room in the morning, I would treat it like a south-facing space and, you know, and, and, and go nice and light and bright. And if you if you use it in the evening time, I would um, try and treat it as if it's a north-facing space and be mindful of the rules affecting north-facing spaces. The colours as a general go-to, colours like warms, Warm greens and blues are very, very good in the east-facing space. Or even a pale neutral with a green base or a blue base work very, very well. OK, just to cool it down a little. Now, uh, we're talking Mediterranean. Oh, God, I'd love to be there at the moment. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would. Maybe some of our listeners be back are, in, a few days. are <laughs> in the med and they are they are sunning themselves or at least um, wearing less fewer layers than the rest of us. Uh, do let us know if, in fact, you are in the med this New Year's Eve. Uh, but when we are on holidays, Anne, and we look at the different, because obviously we're going to places which have a lot more light, so you're thinking of Greek homes or Italian homes or French villas, what are the different features that maybe you, you don't want to replicate, but you could incorporate uh, into uh, our old, cold Irish homes? OK, it's, it's a difficult thing to do because um, our, our climate is so different. I actually used to live in Bermuda as well, so I'm used to living somewhere where you have constant sunshine, which is more uplifting. So I think what you need to do is try and bring that feeling of sunshine, brightness and lightness into your house. Maybe use lots of mirrors to bounce light around. If you've got a south-facing window, hanging an oversized mirror opposite that will actually increase that sense of light in your home. Um, I would definitely try and go warm, neutral on your walls um, and bring in, you know, maybe a gorgeous piece of art with a Mediterranean feel. Um, those lovely med colours, those blues and aquas and, you know, all those stunning colours, feel-good colours. Um, I would tend to maybe not go so crazy with deep, dark, saturated accent colours, but keep it light and bright and happy and joyful. So flowers, plants, 
art, um, maybe a rug that replicates the colours of the beach, um, things like that. Uh, and I suppose in the garden as well, even at winter time. Uh, you can kind of replicate, you know, that kind of the wrought iron look that you see in little bistro sets, you know, the tables and chairs uh, and and maybe add kind of terracotta or tiles or things like that. That can all give you the impression that maybe it's a little bit more warm and Mediterranean than it really is. Well, you know what, it's our Irish take, our Donegal take on the Met. Um, but I think embrace, embracing nature, embracing, yes, of course you can have those lovely bistro um, chairs in your garden or even the rattan, the comfortable gorgeous rattans you see everywhere. Um, maybe have, having a chiminea in, you know, in a terracotta or the wrought iron. Um, be whimsical, have a bit of fun with it. You know, it's not serious. It's just what you want to do is, I'm all about creating happy homes, but honestly, increasing the light coming into your home is the most important thing that you can do to increase that feel-good factor. Indeed. There's no doubt about that. Certainly until the sun uh, comes again. It's only two weeks until uh, the the equinox and it begins to change a little bit. So fingers crossed and we'll get a nice nice spring and an early one. Uh, And Tui, the room junkie, thank you so much for joining us on The Home Show and you can find Anne on her Instagram and her Facebook page and all of the rest of it. And thanks a million and a happy new year to you and yours. Thanks a million. Happy new year. Still to come on the home show. Now, new year is always a time when we declutter our wardrobe. We give the place a spring clean. If you haven't done that yet, well, don't worry about it. Stay tuned. We're going to have Ali Ryan here to talk about how you can make some money from what's in your wardrobe. We'll be back in a few moments. And you're very welcome back to the Home Show here on News Talk Radio. I'm Sinead Ryan. That was, of course, Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking. Uh, And if you want to get in touch with the show today, you can do so by contacting us at 53106 for 30 cent. That's on text. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. Now, are you hiding a secret gold mine in your closet? Well, with the explosion of apps such as Depop and eBay, many people have been giving a second life to their old clothes by selling them online. And over the festive period, it's the perfect time to make a few bob. Well, to explain just how you can turn your clothes into cash is Ali Ryan from Goss.ie. Ali, you're very welcome along to the studio. Happy Thank New Year to you. Happy New Year. Oh my God, I can't remember saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting because I think right now one of the big topics of conversation is the cost of living crisis. People are worried mm. about money, especially going into the next couple of weeks and January but genuinely there's money to be made in your own wardrobe and I just don't think people realise how much you can actually make so Depop if anyone's thinking of signing up to selling their clothes Depop is the number one app I would suggest it's actually really big in Ireland now and you can make quite a lot of money off it Well now look it's the perfect time of year to start decluttering and thinning out because you know maybe over the next week you'll be putting the decorations back and cleaning the house and giving it a spring clean and of course the wardrobe is there too. Now we're not quite ready to get rid of the winter stuff. No, yet. I don't we're think keeping so. Keeping hanging on to the woolies. But it's a good time to get rid of party wear, right? So okay. over Christmas, right. a lot of people would have been out and about wearing their sparkly numbers. Sparkles never go out of fashion. So you can sell them any time of year. And personally, I see that being one of the big sellers on these apps because people want something for a night out, especially now how Instagram works. You know, once you've worn something on Instagram once, you're unlikely to wear it again. Definitely in my case anyway. So a lot of people are looking for like a night out outfit. Maybe the next couple of weeks there's something coming up 
top, that's the perfect time to sell what you've worn over Christmas. And also it kind of, well, I, I'll say it's more sustainable, but it gives you the excuse to appear more sustainable and you're still buying something, to but it's honest, somebody else's recycling. Yeah, I think it? it is good for sustainability, right? Because personally, like I do buy quite a lot of stuff and I do feel bad when I buy a lot of things. In the last two years, I've been trying to change. I do a lot of rentals. So especially mm. for like balls or like red carpets, I try to rent. But Depop does make me feel slightly better because I know I'm recycling my own clothes. So even if it's from a fast fashion company, I'm reselling that. So yeah. it gives me some little bit of solace. And I think becoming sustainable is the new cool thing, especially with millennials. So there's a lot of people on there. And it's not just clothes. There's handbags on Depop. There's designer jewellery. There's a million things on Depop mm. that you can sell. Mm. You'd be really surprised the quality of the stuff on there as well. A lot of the items have only been worn once. Anything I've sold, I've worn it once. That's it. You see, and that's the thing with the occasion wear in particular, because you yeah. bought it for a specific event. You, look, you're, you may or may not wear it again, but you'd nearly be looking for something mm. to wear it again. For, whereas getting it's rid hard. of it, you feel it's gone, it's out of my wardrobe and, and yeah. somebody else getting the joy of it. Okay, well, look, Ali, take us through the process then for people who have never, ever done this before. Uh, setting up an account, what's yeah. involved and how does it all work? It's so easy on Depop, to be honest. So you basically just set up an account like you would a social media account. It's very easy to sign up with your email. The main thing about Depop and with all of these things is the imagery. It's really important you have a picture of the clothing. Most people on Depop would have a picture of themselves in the clothing which really really helps so I don't know if you know the story of Nasty Gal and Sophia Marisso who started that company she actually began selling secondhand vintage clothes through eBay and she was just trying to make a little bit of money but that turned into a ginormous multi-million dollar business which has now been bought by the Boohoo Group but at the time when she launched it everybody said that the big USP was that the images were so cool so it wasn't just a picture of a denim jacket it was a picture of a model down an alleyway wearing the denim jacket oh, I see so, so, you, so the same rules that you'd see big yes. fashion houses using yeah. are the ones to don't just stick it on a hanger and no. take it off and maybe your door. we won't go as far as the Zara photography because sometimes they are so random the way the models are posed and everything but definitely wearing it like for example if I wanted to sell a red sparkly dress I wore in a night out a picture of me wearing it in real life it's more likely to sell than just a picture of it lying on my bed so I think you need to get creative with it if you want to start making proper money from it okay so that tells me immediately you're not going to be doing the old selfie in your bedroom I mean you're I talking wouldn't. about <laughs> I wouldn't personally now unless you've a very clean bedroom and the <laughs> photography skills are amazing. But no, you want to see it in real life. It's very hard, as you know yourself, when you go into a shop and you see something in a hanger, it's hard to know whether you want to buy it or not. That's why online shopping is so successful because you see it on people of different okay. shapes and sizes. So that's the number one thing for me is that the imagery is really strong. The second thing is once you set up your account and you start selling it, first of all, the postal charges you can add on top of it. So you have to be careful about how you price things. Now, that's important because... Yeah. Look, part of what you're doing is, okay, you, you would like to make a bit of money, but primarily mm. you want to get rid of the item. And yeah. if you price it too high or you're People too precious it. about it, yeah. exactly, they won't yeah. buy it. So is it a good idea maybe to look at similar items and check what other people have charged? Yeah, definitely I would. And it matters how, how much you've worn it. Selling clothes to me is exactly like selling cars. So the more usage you have, the more miles you have, the more miles you've clocked up, the less it should cost for someone to buy it. So if I sell a dress that I've only worn once, let's say it's 100 euro, I'd probably sell it for like 85. So it's still not the full price, but it's been worn only one time. But it gets less and less the more you wear it. So if you've worn it five or six times, you can't really be that close to the cost price because that person will just go and buy it themselves for the extra 15 quid. So you're building in the depreciation, but, yeah. not, but not too much. Uh, so to 
does it matter then in terms of, look, you have a loose thread or a button fell off? Is it important to give that information yeah, to the definitely. buyer? Yeah, definitely. And you have to you don't want to come back to you. No. And you have to take a price off as well. Now, if it's a 20 euro dress with a button missing, I wouldn't even be selling it, to be honest. But <laughs> if it's like a Versace dressing gown, which is with a slight thread missing, OK, fair yeah. enough. But especially, this is the thing, there's a lot of designer stuff up on Depop. There's another app called Vestier as well, which a lot of my friends use. And that's very high quality designer stuff. But it's at such a low price because it's been worn a few times. And a lot of my friends would use that almost like a rental service. They'd go back and then they'd put it up themselves again. So with those sort of sites that are more expensive, more luxury items, you know, a thread missing mm, doesn't mm. really matter. But it does matter if it's a 20 euro dress you got from pennies and then suddenly, you know, people are yeah, just going to buy it because people just buy it new anyway. And then what I realised was that the postage then as well. So like if someone buys a dress off me and they're in Donegal, like the postage maybe comes to like five euro and then sometimes they might want to track it if they need it. Like I've had people be like, this is for my 30th on Wednesday. And it's like Friday. I have and to I have, have it. to have it. Yeah. So I started, you can, there's an option on Depop to exclude the postal price. So someone will just pay for it as it is, kind of like you would when you're shopping online. At the end, they add it on. And then the other thing about it is, is making it a personalised experience. So anyone I know on Depop who does really well, they have little boxes. Like when I was, I don't do it as much anymore. I need to get back into it. But when I was really into it, I had like little boxes. I had like pink crap paper in it. I signed a little note. I sprayed my perfume on it. <laughs> and then I was getting reviews and people were like, like, oh, it's so cute, I personalised it. And then they wanted to come back and buy more things because it's all reviewable. So if the stuff okay. comes and it isn't okay. the right size or it hasn't been washed, like that will all come up on so your review. So as a seller, you're it's kind of um, self-supporting. You're, you're being uh, kind of assessed about how yeah. good you are at making yeah. sure it's accurate, it's, like it's well-priced. Yeah. But that's why it's really interesting for people who might be looking for something else to do in the next couple of weeks maybe you're a bit bored or maybe you genuinely want to make money you can mm. like you, you're not going to make all your money back than what you spent but you could probably make 60 to 70% back on what you've bought over the last couple of months Now here's the controversial question how much of that are you going to re-spend back on oh, this? <laughs> oh God that is a hard Isn't that one. the temptation yeah. to avoid? If, you want, if your purpose is making money you really have to put it in know, your pocket you don't go, you? You really do. That's why I'm like reduce, reuse, recycle you need to just constantly be recycling your clothes <laughs> all the time. Yeah I think if you're only doing it for making money maybe put the stops on spending this month because that's the thing when you're on Depop or Vest Day or, or eBay eBay have a really good use section that's really where pre-loved clothes began and that's how like Nasty Gal began eBay was really really big there's Facebook market as well which I'm sure you're well aware yes of. and, lots of and we've had lots of designers in on the home show who have used it for furniture yeah. and you know doing up bits in their house but actually fashion as well yeah and like designer items again so like designer handbags and all that the only thing that's hard sometimes about buying second hand if you're going to spend a lot of money is you want to make sure that it's legitimate and that's why the reviews really help like if you come across a Chanel bag that's three grand you want to make sure that person is a verified seller they've sold before the pictures are real like that's the scary mm. thing when you're getting into the bigger money but you can get dissed and of course you don't then with my consumer hat I mean you don't have any of the protections No, as you, uh, would, in a shop. As you would in a shop yeah. Okay. Now talk to me a little bit Ali about the commission because you know these sites have to make their book as yeah. well how does that work? So Depop take 10% which I actually don't think is that much if you sell enough obviously if you only sell one item it probably is annoying but overall it's really not that much I never even noticed it like I forgot that they took 10% because I was selling my dresses for like 80 to 100 euro all the time so taking a 10, 10 euro off for example didn't really bother me so it's quite low 
in fairness and they do have to make their money it's a free app to sign up for like it doesn't cost you any money to sign up for it okay so I think you can give it a go and sure look if if you were going to sell it anyway 10% you know it's it's money you wouldn't have had in the first place so you don't mind it Uh, so so that is set up and in terms of the payment then can people be confident that if somebody's transferring money to them that it's actually going to land and it's all very yeah, it's safe? Yeah, it's all done through Depop. So all your bank details and everything is uploaded through the app so they organise anything. Sometimes people will message you themselves and be like, oh, if I just PayPal you directly, will you take it for 10 euro less or whatever? to get around the discount. I don't yeah. know if that... But would you recommend that? Because you don't really want to be handing out your bank details to random people, Yeah, well, you? it's PayPal, so it's your email okay. address. That's a little yeah. bit. But no, I think you should always just stick to the app itself. It's the same with all the apps. They're, they're quite similar as well. But I think people in general are getting really more into selling the stuff that they have. I mean, we've been doing car boot sales since the beginning of time. Exactly. I feel like this is just an easier way to do it. And mm. I think a quicker way to do it a really good way to make money especially in the next couple of weeks I think people are going to be nervous in the next couple of weeks mm, a lot of people mm. worried about January this year there's so many things in your closet that you probably haven't thought about even shoes I've seen secondhand shoes sell on Depop like Louboutins like everyone has their little nice things that maybe they've worn once or twice and they genuinely just don't wear them anymore mm. and they're sitting there in the wardrobe and they look really nice but you could be making money off it so you might as well what are the top sellers like what are the things that fly is it designer labels not always designer I think party wear is big or if there's like a staple product for example in Zara or Pennies this year that everybody loved and it's sold out you'll see them on Depop you know people will have worn them already so they're selling them on but there's nothing in particular the way Depop works it's really good like you can search what you want so you can type in red dress and everything will come up that you're looking for, like associated with it. Um, another cool thing, I don't know if you've ever used Google Lens before. No. So if you use Google Lens, you can take a picture of an outfit. So it could be from an Instagram picture. It could be someone you meet on the street and they will show you other suggestions that look like that. And that can sometimes lead you to Depop as well. So that's really cool. So let's say you see someone in a really cool like black coat, take a picture of it through Google Lens. The, Google will suggest places to buy it. So you'll probably find the original, it could be two grand. And then suddenly you'll get all the smaller, cheaper ones. And sometimes you'll end up on Depop or right. someone actually so it's has like your own hand. shop the look. Yeah, I only found out about Google Lens recently and it's like, life changing because you can use Instagram pictures as well so if you see something you can find you can find a version of it because that's the thing we're all not going to be buying designer gear all the time Yeah you want to avoid the running after people in the street and Yeah maybe not complete strangers but Google actually did an event a couple of months ago where they had models showcasing loads of different fashion okay. to, for us to test the Google lens and we could just take pictures of them and it came up straight away oh, so okay. there's always okay. like cheaper ways to get the deals that you want to get and I think you know if someone is going to sell stuff on Depop you could probably put a little bit beside for yourself to get yourself something because when you're on the app you do start seeing other things um, but then genuinely people who do want to buy a designer this year but feel maybe they don't have enough money I would 100% go second hand there's loads of shops as you probably know mm. as well like Chappella mm. Designer Exchange um, Greens are good for you as well are a new shop they're in real life um, but you can order online and they do rentals as well Brent Thomas has started doing rentals like yeah. I think shoppers are getting much more solid. Oh, they absolutely are in the designer room and Covet and there's loads and loads of places yeah. now popping up for that as you say especially for occasion wear because yeah. it is an occasion and you're not going to get your 10 
wares no. and your cost per wear. And that's the exact same way to think about Depop because I'm sure people have spent a good chunk on the lead up to Christmas there where they got one or two outfits that they really wanted to wear and they're probably never going to wear it again. Someone out there will. Like I remember for my 30th birthday there was this Rebecca Valance dress I really wanted to get. It was like a pink dress with a big bow on it and I searched all over the world to find it. Like genuine. I went on every second hand app. I DM'd people on Instagram that had tagged her in the dress being like because the, the dress had stopped being created. Messaging them being like please do you have this? Like I tried everywhere. In the end I had to get a bigger size and I had to get it altered so I found it in the end but that really opened my eyes to the world of second hand because there were a lot of versions of that dress so there are key looks especially with fashion designers that never get made again and you mm. might be dying to wear mm. it to something and that's where going second hand is brilliant and then if you spend loads on it you just sell it on again. Yeah. You wear it and sell it and don't feel the it. guilt yeah. and you've effectively rented it. And it's all in our hands now. Like years ago we weren't able to do this. You bought an expensive thing and that was it. Now, like people can sell their wedding dresses on Depop. Like it's open to so many different things. Like if you feel like you're not using the stuff that's there, if you're looking at your wardrobe and it's cluttered and you want to make money, I'm just like, go for it. Go. Just make sure the packaging is nice and you've washed the clothes because you don't want <laughs> exactly. a little comment. I've seen comments like that. The sizing was wrong. A little bit smelly when it got washed. out yeah. of the thing. No, I could see never, the makeup on it. Yeah. Never be right. bought again. Ali Ryan, you are a mine of information <laughs> and I wish you well in your uh, fashion selling endeavours for 2023. That's Ali Ryan from Goss.ie and thanks a million for coming into studio today. Thanks. Happy New Year. And that is all we have time for, not only on the home show for today, but on the home show for the whole of 2022. It has been an absolute pleasure to be in your company. uh, And I hope that you have enjoyed listening to all of the home show throughout the year. Of course, we have more to come in 2023. And remember, if you'd like to get involved in the show, maybe you have a question for us, a dilemma you'd like us to cover, a topic you'd like to hear about or a guest you'd like us to have on, please get in touch with us. We're always interested in hearing about new topics and you can do that by texting us on 53106 for 30 cent or email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and don't forget to check out the Home Show podcast uh, perhaps over the next couple of days. It's up on the News Talk website and you will find all of our back shows there all of the greatest hits I'd like to say thanks to Marais O'Sullivan producing all year with us and uh, she has been absolutely fantastic Steve Daunt on research Stephen McLoon and Peter Malloy on sound uh, and don't underestimate folks the work that goes into putting a show together I am the least part of it uh, and there is a huge team uh, out there who do a fantastic job and have been doing so all year and I'd like to personally thank them uh, up next is Anton Savage and uh, he will be with you for the next couple of hours. Have a fantastic weekend. Happy New Year to you, your family and all of our listeners. And remember, we'll be back here next Saturday at 8am.